All right. Now, nursing. Um, nurses are crucial, and I note that the state Greens this morning have come up with an idea to give all uh, nurses and frontline healthcare workers a $9,000 payment. I don't know if the state government can afford that because I think there's 100,000 nurses in Victoria times 9,000. That's $9 billion. But anyway, I, I did read something which worried me a bit. And it implied that you can go from being a regular nurse to an intensive care nurse in just four days. If you'd asked me, I would have thought it would take, I don't know, six months of study before you could work in intensive care. Our next guest is the intensive care manager at Royal Melbourne Hospital, Michelle Spence. Good afternoon. Hi, Tom. Thanks for having me. Oh, look, thank you for coming on. Look, is it true that a regular nurse can, can graduate, if that's the right word, to intensive care in just four days? Look, Tom, this is unusual times. That that is what I said on Sunday at the at the Premier's press conference. But basically what we're doing is obviously we need to quickly increase our workforce. We did this last year and we're doing it again now. Sure. So we are, um, are basically doing, you know, survival skills in ICU, so to speak. So we are taking, you know, experienced nurses from wards and other specialties, bringing them in to have basic skills, and then they will care for ICU patients, and we will be there to support them with educators and more senior staff um, close by. But does the fact that you're having to accelerate the training schedule imply that we really are on the edge of a, a health crisis? Oh, I, I Oh, absolutely. There is no doubt that we what we're going to see in the next few months is really going to push us, really push us to the limits. Um, but we also want to make sure that every Victorian who needs care with us is going to get it. So we are absolutely training. But, you know, healthcare workers are amazing. They're coming out of the woodwork to do anything they can to, to provide the care, and, and we are asking people to step up and help us. How long, you know, if we weren't in some sort of a crisis, how long would you normally take if you're, if you're a regular nurse to do all the full training to get into ICU? Yeah, absolutely. It takes about 12 months. 12, 12 months. It's a university-based course, and it's 12 months. Right. So the, the, these four-day courses, I assume, aren't teaching them everything. No, no, not at all. So it's basically, you know, the basic safety um, for the care and the basic care for an ICU patient. And then we're working, it's a really different model of care. So pharmacists are helping with medications, um, physiotherapists are helping turn the patients. These are things that the ICU nurses would do. But now we're, we're really changing our model of care and going to a team care approach. Right, so it's really sort of all hands to the pump. Absolutely, everyone, all hands on deck. That that is absolutely what we're looking at between now and Christmas. I've had um, friends of mine who are doctors say they are concerned that we might be robbing Peter to pay Paul. That we're delaying, uh, in many cases, life-saving surgeries that are non-COVID uh, related, in order to prepare for an avalanche of COVID patients. So do, do you worry that they might be right? That we might save some COVID lives, but potentially put off important surgery for other people? Uh, that, that's definitely on our minds. I mean, that's why the mes message of, you know, people getting double vaccinated so they're not taking, unnecessarily taking ICU beds and ward beds because surgeries are being put on hold. It is definitely going to be a major issue for healthcare over the next few years because people are having surgeries delayed, no doubt about it. And are, are the stats thus far showing that, it is primarily single vaccination or unvaccinated people who are ending up in, in intensive care? Definitely. What I've seen, I've seen over 90 patients since the start of August in Royal Melbourne ICU um, and we have had about 7% have one vaccination. Uh, the rest have been unvaccinated. We actually did get a patient yesterday but there was, who had some vaccination but was definitely had other issues. But it's 93% are, are unvaccinated. And, I mean, 
you know, in a, just a few weeks' time, we hit 70% double vaccination and quite a few freedoms, we're told, should be returned to us. A few weeks after that, we hit 80% and life, for, at least for the vaccinated, should return to normal. Are you looking forward to that or are you worried about it? Look, I think, like everyone, the, the healthcare workers are frustrated and want to open up as well. We definitely think, we do think it's time to open up and start moving towards some sort of normality. People still have the opportunity to get vaccinated and we hope they really do in the next few weeks so that that will help reduce the stress on healthcare. But it, uh, we do feel like, as well, after this long, it is time to start moving towards some sort of normality. All right, good to hear. Well, I'll let you get back to it. I know you're a busy person. Michelle Spence there, Head of Intensive Care at Royal Melbourne Hospital. 96903-1313-32. Anything you'd like to discuss? Um, the fact that these nurses are getting just four days training versus normally 12 months is concerning, but it maybe emphasises the gravity of, of this situation. Um, I think the vaccination, uh, vaccination message is cl- clear that... If you choose not to get vaccinated, I know a lot of people are very uncertain about it. You've got a much greater chance of ending up in intensive care than if you do get vaccinated. And uh, also, 